morning, good afternoon, everybody. It is December 1st on a Thursday, 2016, and I am your host, LT Shaw, and welcome back to Laws of Democracy. It is a pretty cloudy looking day today, you know. I don't think we're getting much sunshine today, but other than that, uh, in person, I know today, me and my family will be going to the store to get some more lights because today we are going to Griswold it this Christmas. You know, we're going to do the whole shebang with the lights, you know, have the cool little ornaments um, throughout the house. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm look really, really looking forward to this, to this year, you know. Like, you ever just wake up, like, uh, this year, uh, like, one morning and say, you know what? This is the Christmas... Or this is the uh, this is the holiday season where I'm just gonna go all out. Like I'm getting all the lights. I'm getting all like just doing the whole spectacle. You know that's what we are doing this year, and I'm really excited about it. You know, I mean, because family is the most important thing, and what better way to get close to your family than put up a whole bunch of lights to blind your other neighbors and get a little envy and you know, low key hate from them. I mean, personally, I enjoy it myself. And on a further personal note, uh, my new book, uh, which title was, is not to be released yet, is nearly done. And finally, uh, more information will be available on the website, which will be uh, attached to this podcast. So any more information, you can go and look it up. I'm very excited for it, put a lot of hard work into it. We're going to be entering the editing phase within a couple weeks. You know, before, you know, they pull out a red line and say, eh, this is good, but we could use something a little more, you know, a little, a little more flair, maybe take less words or add more words or, you know, those couple plot holes there. You know, you got to always be able to take criticism, otherwise you're never going to truly improve. And speaking of improving, you know, uh, our newly elected president uh, has has managed to uh, cut a deal with a uh, carrier. A carrier is the maker of air conditioning systems and other products. And what he has managed to do with them is is to cut a deal with them. Now, here what was happening. You know, here is what was happening essentially. Now, carrier was about to uh, lay off 1,400 people and 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 move the job out of India. Now, what Trump has managed to do is he managed to, uh, which has not been fully discussed yet, is he's cut a deal so that uh, at least 1,000, not only will the place stay in in Indiana, but he's managed to save 1,000 jobs in the process. Now, it is unfortunate that 400 people are going to lose their job, but, you know, you can't, can't make an omelet without crap, cracking a few eggs, you know? But, and, uh, before people get up in arms, I am not a Trump supporter, but I will call but I will call for positivity when I see him. You know, as much as I might not like him as a person, I kind of hope that this is a good first step towards him maybe further looking up people. Now, I don't know if this might benefit him and his, you know, billionaire, millionaire friends in the future, but it does save, you know, 1,000 jobs for 1,000 people, and that's what's important, you know, are the people, 
I want to be, you know, I want to be that voice for the people. And and this and this sort of good. My dog is like sitting at the door. No, you can't come in, Noah. But but this is a good step, though. So I will commend Trump on that. You know, I might not again support some of the things he's been saying or majority of things he said throughout his campaign up to now. But I do support this action. So, Mr. Trump, I'm watching you very closely. You know, keep trying to look out for the good of all American people. You know, look out for not just um, not for not just people of just color to whether it's white, black, brown. You know, look out for people of classes too. You know, not just not just the upper class and the one percent, but the middle class and the lower and work. Um, lower and working class, you know, these people, you know, these people sincerely matter. Now, there, now, it's unfortunate that I can't just continue with more positivity from our elected president. Now, what has happened by him recently is, well, this one's actually kind of funny to me, that he claims that, uh, that there was... Uh, millions of people voted illegally. Now, even though, even if he would have, no, now if he had lost and said the statement, I would have, well, my initial, my initial thought would have been to say, whatever man just accept the loss, but because he won, this makes no sense. Now, there was a petition going on saying, saying, you know, um, you know, there should be a recount in the electoral votes or, you know, something was... Something is wrong, you know, like people are trying to do the popular vote with Hillary Clinton, but we can we all know at this point that's not happening. Without a shadow of a doubt. So you know, we gotta try and move on from that. But what strikes me is how he's won, but he's claiming millions voted illegally now. Now there has been now there have been I think about um, thirty three people, thirty three four or thirty sorry, thirty four people who have done voter fraud. Um, this past uh, election, that now that's true, but to say millions without evidence is very dangerous, you know. And he does have people who believe him and who are willing to argue this. Now, I'm all for a good argument as long as you have evidence to back up what you're saying, you know. And you know, you can go on um, Donald Trump's Twitter and see him saying this very this very thing. And again, it still baffles me that. Uh, that it's kind of, it's kind of like you win the Super Bowl, but say, yeah, but there were some illegal tackles and plays made. I'm like, but dude, you won. Just just shut up and move and you know, just move along, move along with your life. So it's none of this bothers me. It's just it's just kind of kind of laughable, you know. You won. There's no need to to drag it back out, but that's him. That's him. And the final thing I'm saying that um, Trump is involved in it, but I want to talk about uh, the other side of this before I get to um, this thing about Trump, okay? And before a lot of you try and, or before anyone gets on me about this, this isn't me trying to constant, this isn't me look constantly, you know, finding things against Trump. It's just that as I go throughout the days trying to get, you know, more articles to speak about before I do my main piece, he keeps reappearing in all my articles so and in my feed so i don't 
So I try and find like, okay, well, I might talk about this because this seems more important, but and some of these aren't important, but I can't help it. You know, if these are always my feed, then there must be something worth talking about. If it's not, I'm not going to talk about it. But um, in Ohio, there um, in Ohio State, there was a, um, a man who uh, assaulted people. Actually, actually, uh, Abdul Razak Ali Tardin, a 20-year-old Muslim um, who also was a lawful permanent resident in the states and a student at and a student at the time. He was shot and killed by the police uh, right uh, uh, right before or no right after the attack began. Now, unfortunately, eleven people were wounded, but thankfully, everyone's going to survive. Now, uh, uh, ISIS is claiming responsibility, which I, which uh, I'm going to get into that too in a moment too. But uh, and I'm going to get into what Donald Trump said, but. Uh, U.S. officials uh, say there is no evidence that Arden, a refugee who came to the United States with his family in 2014, after fleeing uh, Somalia or Pakistan in 2007, has any has has had any communication directly with ISIS whatsoever. Now, um, a, re a, rep a representative, Adam Smith, uh, who is a who is a ranking Democrat on the House of Permanent sele uh, Select Committee of Intelligence has said that Arden appeared to have been influenced by extremist material on the internet. Now, in his now in, in his quote, which you can look it up on um, in the news, it was it's an article by Dylan Stableford. His quote is, it appears that the attacker was radicalized online by jihadist propaganda. Now, I, now the internet can be uh, a beautiful and dangerous place depending on what's being consistently put out there. You know, if like, like with the videos that are constantly showing you know, uh, the shooting, the violence, and mistreatment by the police, which I'll get into that later, but, uh, you know, when they're constantly showing, you know, uh, a certain demographic of people are going, or just a group of people in general, are going to believe that, see, cops are bad, you can't trust them, don't call them, you know, and when you have this constantly being um, placed as news, you know, and information all over the internet, you know, people are gonna create this biased thinking and this and buy into the propaganda, which you have these type of situations. Now, um, now there was uh, you know, some time ago in August, uh, Arden, the the attacker, uh, told the Ohio State student newspaper that he was kind of scared to be reciting his. Uh, Muslim prayers in public. Now, quoting by him, uh, by the newspaper says, "I wanted to pray in the open, but I was afraid with everything going on in the media." Arden told the Lan the Lantern in a profile for a series called "Humans of Ohio State." If people if people look at me, a Muslim praying, I don't know what they're going to think. What's going to happen? 
Now I want to just uh, take a pause just right there and just think about just that alone. Now, this person, I, I don't know him. I don't know if he was, you know, this, this perfect student, if he, was, uh, if, he was, if he was a good guy. But it doesn't take too much, especially as humans, to push us over the edge when, you know, we have to, when you have to police yourself constantly. You know? I mean, I myself as a, as a man of color have to please myself when it comes to you know, the stereotypes because I I'm a writer and I and because of that I have a very large vocabulary and I tend to uh, use that in public and people are always are always astonished but what I can do is sometimes I'm excited I might you know my speech might change for a moment you know or I'm, or I can't you know speak a certain way or I can't dress a certain way, I have to be, or like, when when something happens towards me, I know that if I would react in an angry, in an angry state, that that stigma of, see, see, black people get angry, or brown people get angry, that I'm not going to be taken seriously, so I have to constantly keep my cool, you know, and when you please yourself, that can't, it's kind of like forcing yourself to go against things that you're comfortable with that that keep you sane at times and from what i've seen with from what i've seen on the news about it and in these articles this, this person apparently just just reached the end of the rope it's like you know what i just can't do this and they just snap and it's unfortunate that you know you attacked people you know i mean i would prefer that he killed himself either but i just I think it's unfortunate that he that think that the propaganda in the media pushed him to his to this jihadist propaganda, which led to him doing this. Again, thankfully, um, the people who are attacked are are going to be fine. Let's, you know, it's lots of cuts, unfortunate, but everyone's going to be fine. Now, here's where Donald Trump comes into it. He posts, he tweeted, "ISIS is taking credit for that terrible stabbing attack." At Ohio State University by a salami refugee who should not have been in our country. We have, there are, we have like, uh, I don't know the estimate number, but we do have quite a large number of, of Muslim Americans, and not all of them have, you know, been violent towards us. It's unfortunate that, you know, when this happens, we look at them all, and and we should not be doing that because then we create this stereotype, this stigma on a people who. who who a good majority are very peaceful. I've known almost two. I I've, I know like two handfuls of Muslim people, and they have been one of the kindest people I've ever met. And and now you know when these things happen, now they have to kind of be even more quieter. They have to please themselves more. They have to put on a harder front, even further, so people can see them as harmless. But the media is going to swirl around, and the people who are constantly behind Donald Trump on his word are going to say yes, yes, we should keep them out. Which I don't really think we should keep anyone out. You know, this is America. We're a melting pot. We need, we need the diversity so that you know we can keep progressing. Because when you have different people of different cultures and they bring their ideas all into one place, we have the ability to create a better future. So that's quite unfortunate. Now onto. Some lighter news, because God, do we need it. There is this hilarious uh, complex uh, has uh, posted this, or like shared this article about a mother who has discovered her son's, this is a Caucasian mother, by the way. I say this because it just makes it all the more hilarious for me. 
and hopefully he discovers his uh, son's, her son's Spotify playlist, which has a lot of rap music. And it has like Future, some Kanye West, a little bit of J. Cole, and a bunch of other artists I have never heard of because I'm just not connected with the generation that much anymore. But oh my god, is her reaction hilarious? She's just like, she's just playing song after song of just them calling, like, like saying hoes and bitches and sucking stuff. You know, it's just hilarious. To, and, and and I guess the other son is just filming her and you guys have to check out this video it is a breath of fresh air when it comes to just something just to lighten your day you trust me I watched it and I'm like good god did I need this and it's 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 just funny it really is funny and I think it's necessary just to have this type of things in the news or things that should be the news but she eventually talks to her sons and says like you know like, this thing is going to rot your brain. I'm like, well, this actually... Well, I mean, obviously, as the previous articles... This on um, the previous article that I talked about, there are way worse things on the internet than just some rap music. Now, yes, you know, there are, the youth do, you know, take in some of their... Uh, some of their ways of thinking from music, but if, if you raise a child... I mean, in my opinion, you know, if a child is raised correctly, you know, they know that this is just music, it's just entertainment. You know, I, I, I listened to Jay-Z, Kanye, T-Pain, Lil Wayne growing up before, you know, my music got a little more denser. I started listening to Kid Cudi, Logic, more Kendrick Lamar, some more. Um, J. Cole. I think I'm trying to think too. Um, Run the Jewels, Killer Mike, great artist, by the way, but, like, when they're raised to know like this is entertainment, this is just you know just for some to just to enjoy, you know then they know like okay cool you know then I like the beat you know I think the lyrics are pretty catchy but I know it's just music. So I think we should try and you know teach this to our children. Now, yesterday on Wednesday, I got to accompany my. My girl, my girlfriend's little sister to this police explorers program, which I, if you have one in your uh, in your community, I think you should definitely look into it. Now, I they they took us throughout the um the um the departments. They showed us around. They showed us what the uh what the, what the canines are like, the procedures they go through, you know, and the important like like how uh. Uh, what is what they do outside of you know what you see on TV you know like the arrestings or you know like when you see on cops like the paperwork the filing you know how you like the proper process of everything and I think that that's good um, to show people especially um, my girlfriend's little sister because she wants to be an officer one day she wants to actually be a, um, an FBI cop or something on on along the lines of that. And I think that's good. And at the end, you know, they um we gotta talk we gotta get up and talk to them and even though I'm not joining the program because I'm too old, there's an age age gap I still our age limit our minimum and maximum, but I, I wouldn't join to begin with though. It's just not for me. Uh I want I talk to him because I you know support Black Lives Matter. Now this does not mean I'm anti cop. I'm all you know I'm all for accountability, but I want to know, you know, like, why, 
why um how come cops aren't taking an initiative to try and get to know their community you know because uh, when when the community when there's a you know a bridge between the officers or, or you know your 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 local police department and the community there is a sense of trust that can be built and that trust can you know create more reliability on the police and and you know and it, and I think that's necessary. Now, here's the piece I kind of wanted to uh, talk about today because it's obviously in the title of today's podcast. Is police v. community. Now, v means and. does not mean versus before you, some of you get up in arms about it. Sorry, still under the weather. Um, now, now... Police are kind of assigned uh, and um, are assigned areas to look over. Now, depending on where you live, if you live in a small community, you know, or in a small town, you know, it's easier for the police to you know drive around and say, "Hey, everybody, you know, where you're gonna be, you know, looking over this area, you know, get to know their, you know, the, the community and the neighborhood, and can establish that trust." But when you have cities like Chicago, um, Kenosha, and New York. You know they're spread very thin, and then that that bridge uh, it, there's no bridge to begin with, you know, because of that. And when I and I, when I was asking him why, he says, "Well, what you essentially are talking about are community police." I said, "Well, why don't we have more more of those?" And he said, "Well, because there aren't just enough there aren't enough police for a city like this." Now he was referring to Kenosha, Wisconsin, where where we are residing, and that made me think that like, there aren't enough police. I was like, how come? Well, uh, there was a time where you know everyone would be a police officer, but when things are going on in the media, you know everyone's a lot more hesitant. Now, the media has unfortunately created this pro- this um, this bad image for both uh, Black Lives Matter and the police, because now the police are afraid to uh, do anything. Um, in fear of retaliation from the media and the group, and the group is being looked at as anti-police, you know. So, like because of that, opinions and voices are not being heard because of that. But as far as the media goes, uh, that's not entirely here nor there. But what is here is the idea of community police. Now, now we said there aren't enough pol- there aren't enough cops. Because it's just, this is not enough. There, there, there aren't enough cops because of the propaganda. Without enough cops, we can't have community police. Talking in circles now. Sorry. But when I was trying to ask, like, by asking what are community police, and you know, they are like, they are basically cops, but they have more of an incentive, or almost a, in a sense, a requirement to. You know, get to know these people that live in these areas, whether they're these the upper class, middle class, or the lower class. And again, some states, some towns, states have those, and I think that those places are very fortunate to have them. And it's just, it's just quite, it's quite sad that you know we don't have more of these. You know, I think. What we fully do need is a a sit down, you know, with with um the people in politics and 
and just the people in general. You know? So uh, figure out how can we make this a more common thing, is community police. And as, as me and this man were talking, he brought up a, another point that I never thought of is the community because I can talk all day about you know the accountability on police you know how we hold them to a higher standard how they need to you know, know protocols but what we neglect what we all neglect are the, the community themselves you know if you live in a big city you know or just like like a town that's a little bit larger you know why don't the community themselves reach out to the people I mean reach out to sorry reach out to the to their police, you know, flag them down, you know, get to know them, maybe um, say, hey, um, this is this is us from this neighborhood or this block, you know, where we want to bring you gift, gift back or gift bastards or something, you know, try to reach out to the police so that, you know, they know like, okay, you know, um, this area wants to connect with us, so let's try and connect with them back, you know, and um, a sense of duality right now is that, uh, you know, when we hold police to a higher standard because they're the ones who are supposed to enforce the law. And that is true. You know, we trust in them to always go by the rules, go by the protocols, but we all will always forget that we, in a sense, talk to the police like there's servers at a restaurant. You know, there is almost a blatant disrespect and disregard for the fact that there's still people like us. Now, there now just like you know, there are those those customers who are rude to their servers. There are people like me who are polite to their servers, just like I am polite to my police. You know, I know that there are a lot of good cops out there, and I know that there is this sense a blue wall of silence that keeps them from that keeps them from wanting to speak out against these acts of violence that they happen with the police towards the civilians, but. You know, these people got to think about like if have to think that if I speak out, I'm I could lose my job, and these people could tell other stations not to hire me, and what I have to be work as a a, a mall security or some or work for some basic security company. No, that's like I have a family, I have a house or child. I have these things to take to think about. So as much as I do want to speak of these injustices, I had to think about like think about keeping my family's head above water. That's the human element of, of these people who we aren't looking at as people at the same time. Now, when it comes to the argument of, well, you know, they fear for their lives, yes. They have a right to fear for their lives, but they also, when it comes to that particular argument, then they also have a right to look for a different place of employment. You know, you can be anything else then, but if you're going to be a cop, you know, we are going to look at you as the person to be aware that, you are taking a position where you are in constant danger every day where you don't know if you're going to stop someone and they're going to say or stop someone and they're going to hand you the license or point a gun in your face. You know, that's what you sign up for. You know, but outside of that, you know, we have to remember that they're flesh and blood. You know, you talk to them with respect. You know, if you're and, and if you're if you're living in a bad neighborhood or in this neighborhood that's not that good, try and get. Some people in the community, because I know that in every bad neighborhood, there is a good handful of houses or apartments or whatever it is, you know, of people that you can get to reach out to your police and say, hey, we live in this area. It's not good here, but we want to reach out to you to try and establish 
a relationship between you and us. That way, when we call for you, we know that, or we can hope that there be more of a of a sense of urgency for you to come to us instead of, well, you know, these people don't like us, so why should we, you know, rush to you? You know, I mean, yes, you are police, but I mean, if if I were a cop, I'd be thinking the same thing too. You know, why should I try and help people who in, in this day would hate me and don't want me there? You know, but says like, hey, you know what? Um, five out of the 11 houses, you know, reached out and talked to me. They sat by my car. They gave me some snacks or they just, we had a conversation. And now I say, hey, um, um, Stephanie, uh, Stephanie uh, called the police and said there, uh, there's a fight or there's some people um, uh, who appears to be selling um, drugs. So, you know, now because I know her. I'm going to get there because I know that, you know, there is something in the community there that I have a connection with. You know, like, it's like, like, when you, it's like, uh, oh my God, what's it called? When you go to a gas station and there's that owner who's been there for like 10 years, you guys know each other, you walk in and say, hey, like, yeah, what's up, man? You guys talk a little bit as you, you walk on, you know, get your sodas, your chips, your skills and whatnot, and you pay and you, you, you talk. Before you know, a line starts to, starts to form behind you, you know, and once and you find like, oh my God, they got robbed, you know, like, like you go there, you say, hey man, you okay? Hey, do you have like a like a chair or something going on? You know, we'll you know we'll raise money, we'll fix the windows, we'll maybe get some better security. You know, I know some friends who can help put it, you know, install this, you know, things like that. You know, if, if people can do that for their gas station or be like that towards their servers. You know, like, hey, you know, I know you make two fifty an hour. Here's a good tip. You know, like, hey, I know that your job is to, you know, protect, you know, the community, but you're spread so thin. Why don't we come out and reach out to you and say, hey, this is us. We want your help, you know, but but we want to create something between us. You know, if if that can be done on both sides, if if there is a community, if there is a city or a town or whatever it is that's lacking community police. Then the community need to reach out to their police. By doing that, we could take a uh, the first step towards maybe ending or some shape or form ending tension between what has been a historical issue, especially in minorities. You know, if I mean, I mean, a lot of people say, well, you know, well, what happens? Uh, actually, no, no, a lot of people have told me. That, well, you know, when people reach out to the police, you know, they get shot, they get killed. Yes, but, you know, sometimes, and, and this is going to sound like a really, like a really odd answer, but sometimes you have to take a leap of faith, you know? I mean, some of us believe in, you know, I'm a religious man, you know? I believe in a higher power, even though I've never seen it, and I could probably not see it till I die to find out, you know? But you have faith that there's something there, so why not take that same type of energy that you put towards... You know your guide or or your science and put it towards the police too and say you know what I could I could either spend my life hating them or disliking them and when and when a problem arises and I need them they probably won't come for me because I've spent so much energy distancing distancing myself from them that now when I need them they're too far away you know bring them closer you know what. 
let's let's just try. Let's just take this leap together, and let's build something so that maybe in the future, maybe my children can be safe. You know, other than just myself. You know, as cause I don't have children right now, but I, but I would reach out to my police and say, hey, my name is Lt. Shaw. I live in this terrible area, but I want you to know that I support you guys and. You know, I live in this address, so it just, you know, here's some gift basket, baskets. Let's just build something together. That's what we need. That's where we need to start first. And then maybe our cops want to be, will, you know, we'll, we'll be looking out more for the community against the bad cops. Like, hey, you know, what's his name? Officer, us. Uh, uh, Stein is not really the, the right guy for this area. Why don't I go here, you know, let him go somewhere else so maybe, like, there's also a chance of him getting into a confrontation with people of this community who, who I've reached out to. A couple of us. You know, that's a good step we can make. Right? Well, if you've liked this podcast that we've done today, um, be sure to uh, on SoundCloud to Follow us to like it, to share it, if, uh, and on iTunes, please to be sure to like and subscribe. You know, and also share it. My name is Lt Shaw, and just live, laugh, and love, and take care.